Yeah, you know, I'm SRMDK, you heard the press, the general, natural killers, if y'all niggas didn't know, now y'all know, and if y'all, this is the first time seeing me, this is what I look like, you heard, the whole city vertical kid, you heard, cause you ain't gonna see nothing but graph legends, champions, concrete, jungle barbarians on this shit, you heard, you heard, What's good? Yo, Rap Champs, episode seven, the destroyer himself, Cope, probably the most famous, famous graffiti writer on the planet right now, alive, you heard? The king is Yo, back, motherfuckers. You. The king is back. Uh, here we go. Yo, thank you for coming on the Yo, show man. and showing love, for real. But the you, streets man. really know your story from your mouth in 2021, so it had to happen. Listen, man, I want to, you know, you know, thank you for, you know, having me on your show. I appreciate it, man. You know, not too many dudes out there real like you. You know, since day one, you've always been real with me. You're not like some of these phony dudes that are real one day, one year, two years, and then they're talking shit behind my back and hating on me. You've always been, yo, straight up, real, genuine, and, yo, I appreciate that because it's hard to find. You know, very hard to find, and that's why I wanted to do your show and to support you and your followers as well. You know, because it's always good to, you know, just because I'm traveling the damn world and trying to make big money with my art, you got to always come back and support, you know, the, the people that are still trying to get big as well, because I was there too as well. Yo, we're humbled by that, bro. We thank you, Phoebe, because I know you're thank a busy you, man. man. So let's do this. What's up? All right, yo, from the beginning, I just want to know because I got I got the you know the the same a few questions that I asked everybody in the beginning so, so everybody could get familiar with it. And I, I I would love to know also what when did you start writing? What got you into graffiti? Man, I mean, you know, being a little kid, you know, traveling the the, the trains with my mom's going to visit, you know, family members, you know, you always would see the trains like just bombed. You know, and, and it just like the energy from it, you know, watching these big pieces go by, like these big blades and Comet and Lee and Peanut 2, you know, things that I was able to read is the whiz. And I was just like, it was just electrifying. You know, I was like, wow. You know, and I used to ask my mom, what was that? She told me it was graffiti, you know. Then you would go inside the train and you see like tags, all different markers. And it was just... It, it, it just grabbed me, man, the energy. And I just wanted to do the same thing, you know? And, and, and just from there, I just kept looking at the trains until I moved uptown to Mashula Parkway. And um, there was writers in that area too. And um, I just started meeting writers, man, on my old block. And then what it was really was my cousin Chico, he was doing graffiti in the, in the neighborhood. And I remember him having a big pilot, a big fat marker, and uh, he would tag in the, in, in the area, like our mailboxes, on garage doors, everything. You know, this was like in 70, 79. And then he would take me, he started taking me to like the train because we, we lived near uh, the last stop of the four line, right? So I would go with him and we would go in the last car and he would ride, we would ride from Mashula all the way, I mean, from Woodlock to Mashula. And he would be in the back car and he would just start, and the doors closed, he starts tagging on everything. I'm like, watch this nigga. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I said, oh, cool. So when he would go home and he was not around, I would take his marker and I would go break out with his pilot 
you know, back then a pilot was huge when you were like 12 years old, 11 years old, pilot, you know, and I remember he had it flooded because he used to leak on me and he had like a, a black tape around it. So I was like, oh, this shit isn't, that, that's really set it off right there. My cousin really inspired me and, and just watching the trains, man, is what really did it. Wow, that's dope. In the in the late seventies, wow, that's 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 crazy, bro. But so so, how did you get the name Cope? Well, um, I was writing other bullshit names in the area. My boy, there was this uh Moreno on my block, Daryl, one of my best friends. Um, he wrote uh Cope with a K, and I was writing I think Bin B I N at the time, and um, this was like about seventy eight, seventy nine, the same time, and. He was into, I went up to his house and this nigga had like, he pulled out a shoebox of, of Star Wars figures. He had all of them. I'm like, how you get all these things? Like, we're poor. Like, we don't buy these things. <laughs> He's like, well, I steal them at Yonkers. I'm like, where's Yonkers? So he took me. We got on a bus and the Yonkers was like an hour ride uptown. So he took me to like a Gimbal's and a Toys R Us, a Woolworth. A, that, back then, it was a thing called Tire World. It was like Toys R Us. And yo, this nigga just took me in there and he started stealing all the Star Wars figures, like popping them out, putting them in his pants. And I said, fuck it, I started doing it. So, you know, we just started stealing all the Star Wars figures, all the ships. We were just taking everything. You know, we didn't have nothing, man. Our, our family was poor, you know, like welfare. So we just stole everything. We never paid for anything. And, um, you know, then we met other guys in the block and these guys would go up to Yonkers and steal bikes. It was just like, back then, man, to be a kid was just... Just so much fun, man. So, you know, he was tagging too. And then he's like, yo, why don't you write Cope with the C and I write Cope with the K? Because we was, you know, partners. We was young little dudes, you know, stealing everywhere, doing crazy shit, taking subway rides everywhere. And then, boom, he would, um, I said, all right. But then I noticed going in the train a lot, I would see band two, band two, band two. The two always stuck out. And other writers, too, I started seeing Phase 2, Case 2. I noticed the number two was famous, and I liked it. So I added it to the Cope, and that's how I just started Cope, too. But I'm really the original Cope, but I just, because Cope was cool, but it sounded too boring. So I said, man, Band 2, Phase 2, I'm going to put Cope, too. And that's how it all started. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So around that time, so when you started go running with the Cope, too, like, um, who was like other niggas that you like you seen that was killing shit like you was trying to catch up to or that inspired you, I should say? There was a crew uptown um, called TSR. It was called the Squad Rockers, you know, and I was cool with them at the time, you know, like they showed me a little of the ropes and it was this dude Cole, the original Duel, um, Al, uh, 3D, Soul. You know, these dudes were, you know, Puerto Rican dudes from down the block, two more blocks down. They were all cool, but they started like acting a little funny with me because they stopped hitting the lines, the four line. Like they were hitting it a little, like by 82, they stopped. So I started smashing it. And it was getting like, because I started writing King a little, because I see everybody writing King. So I'm like, I'm going to take over the four line, you know? And I started writing King. Before you know it, I'm walking to go get weed and I'm running into these niggas and they trying to duff me out. You know, telling me, yo, you're not king. And I'm like, damn, I thought these niggas were my dudes, you know? And, and and that's how it is. You know, dudes are shady, man. You turn around and one minute they boy, the next minute they're duffing you from the side. And, you know, it got to a point where I just wind up fighting all of them one-on-one. -on -one. I beat them all up one-on-one, -on -one, but they jumped me a few times. And then they stopped because my cousin knew their brothers and 
And then they really stopped when I got hooked up with Cone, like Cone TNF, back in like '83. Uh, Me and Cone, Cone was like a stick-up kid. He was mad respected. Nobody fucked with Cone in the area. This nigga will rob a shirt and off a grandmother. He was just ill back then, you know. And he rolled the real ill dudes. So once they knew I was cool with Cone, that's it. They didn't fuck with me no more. Cone let them know, yo. This my dude, that's it, it's enough. And that was it. I started rolling with Cone, and me and Cone started hitting the fours real hard. And we took it over. By 83, 84, we took over the fours, and we started spreading out to the twos and the fives and smashing those lines. But there was PSR who really pushed me to, to really uh, – nobody knows about them, nobody hears about them. But I got pictures, and they come out – it's weird because they come out a lot in tags, like in some books and stuff like that. They always got tags, but nobody talks about them. But I give them their props, you know, because even though we had a beef later, but they still showed me, you know, kind of the ropes. This dude, Cole, when he had died years later, he showed me a lot of ropes. We were cool. He, I remember he took me down to like uh, 86th Street, and there's this hardware there across the street from uh, the movie theater, 86th Street and 3rd. It's a big hard. That shit's been there for like ever, I think since the 60s. He took me there like around 1980, 81. We went inside and we filled up big-ass paper bags of, of just Krylons and Rustos. You know, Cole was cool, but then he, he got shady on me, and, you know, that's how it is, man. When you when it, it, It's like it's like anything, you know, they started hating. You know, my own dudes were hating on me because I started to smash the floor line. You know, I started killing it with pieces and panels, and I was killing the insides. And they actually, instead of like, yo, you killing it, putting me down with TSR, they just started to flip on me. And that's how it was. You know, that's the way it is. Yeah, graffiti is a blood sport, bro, especially it when niggas is out of fame. You should always have respect, man. You know, I always respect people until they say some foul shit and I just go all out on them, you know. This is normal. You know, it's normal for us when you brought up like that in the fucking hood, you know. And my mom's was wild. She always told me don't take shit from people and just the way it is. That's how we all grew up, yo. I think um the the eighties and nineties is the best era. You know what I'm oh, saying? Especially the eighties, big time, man, big time. I missed that shit, man. The whole eighties, even into the freestyle times, man. It was all good, man. Best time. Word. Uh, these kids these days, they stuck on the phone so hard, like they don't even know what life is about, bro. At 12, oh, 13, 14. Man, when I was running, 13, 14. Drinking, going to hooky jams, all types of shit. Train rides all the way to like, man, all the way to, to Brooklyn, Queens. Man, I would take the, 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 the seven train to the last stop. Man, I was like 14, 13 years old, you know, looking at the trains and, and go. I remember there was a Martin Paint there, the last stop of Flushing. We used wow. to on there and smash the Rustos and, and um, there was a hardware. They had fresh Krylon colors. And I, I remember meeting Ghost out there. Ghost was from out there. And, and, you know, you start meeting everybody. I always adventured. I was never one of these dudes who stood on the block and smoked weed all day. I didn't never understood that. Some dudes just stay on the block and they don't move. Yo, I go, like, to the city for 10 hours. I come back, and boom, they still there smoking weed, drinking 40. <laughs> like, hey, where you Yo, at? Where you at? Where you at, Cole? Oh, I went to the Ville. They're like, the Ville? What are you doing in the Ville? Bunch of homos in there, nigga. I'm like, come on, man. it's not even like that, man. You know, I mean, I had to always move and go out and go places, but some dudes just never did it. Word, um, but I, I heard, I heard that that um, Cap, Cap gave you your throwy or something like yeah, that. Is, Cap, is there Cap, any Cap, man? Were notorious for bombing, man. You know, it was like 
I met Cap through Cone, because Cone lived, uh, he was working in a, in a grocery store in Bronx Park East, right? And um, what happened was, um, his father owned the store, and he was working behind a car. He told me, yo, these white boys be coming in all the time with rock music, buying cases of fucking Budweiser. So he didn't know it was MPC at the time, he told me. So he was just doing a little throw up on a paper bag. So Cap was looking at him, and Cap was like, oh, you write Cone? TNF, KD? Oh. And Cone was like, yeah, who are you? He was like, oh, I'm Cap, MPC. And he didn't even know he was Cap. And he was like, oh, shit, you guys, MPC, what? And that's how Cap was cool with him. You know, they became really cool because he Cap was always going in there buying, them niggas all go in there buying cases of Budweiser to get fucked up. So they knew Cone, you know? But they Cap, Cap, Cone didn't know he wrote Cap into he expressed who he was. This was even before Star Wars, right when Star Wars was getting filmed, as a matter of fact. So then he wow. was like, me and Cone were starting to smash the twos and fives with a lot of outlines because they just painted them white. Like in the beginning, they were white. So the fours, we were tired of it. We smashed it. We went over to the twos and fives, and them ships were all white. So I started smashing them with Cone. We were just doing outlines. We was catching them on Gun Hill Layup, the 241st yard. We was just killing them. And then before he know it, Cap literally told him, yo, wow, I want to meet your boy Cope. And he was like, all right, he comes around, you know, because I used to go around there sometimes, pick up Cone, we get booted up. Cone always had the best weed around. So then um, he told me, yo, guess who came in my store? They've been coming here for fucking months. I'm like, Whoa. he's like, Cap. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That crazy white boy? Like, yeah, man, coming all the time. NPC, the whole crew. I was like, he's like, he wants to meet you. I was like, hell no, I don't want to meet that nigga. He has beef at the time, and I heard it was like, and Cone told me, yo, he's a big dude. Like, this nigga's huge, like a Viking. Like, Cone said he was really huge. You could see him in Star Wars. The nigga was a fucking monster, and he was young, you know, and he was fucking huge. The dude was huge. A lot of people talk shit. When they saw him, they didn't do anything, you know? They didn't do shit to Cap. The only one who ever fought Cap was T-Kid. And that's because Cap, you know, fucking got in his face. And Tika at the time, you know, he was notorious too. So Tika just set it on him and he fought. And, um, and that was because of me too. So that, cause Cap tried to set it on me one time. Uh, Tika tried to set it on me with a bat one time. And Cap fought him because he tried to set it on me and shit. That's how it was back then. I was a little dude, you know. But these dudes were monsters, man, you know. These dudes were huge. I was still coming up. And I'm watching all this shit. I'm like, damn, this is like crazy, man. Like, it was serious back then because a lot of dudes that were in gangs were writers too. You know, they wasn't just like just graffiti writers. Some of these gang niggas that were crazy, they were graffiti writers too. That's how that shit was. So um, yeah. what happened was, uh, yeah, I went over there and I met. I came off the train and I see a bunch of white boys with fucking radio playing rock. I'm like, oh, shit. And I, as I get closer, I see Cone talking to some big-ass white dude. And I'm like, that's got to be Cap. And it was Cap. I was like, uh, I told Cone, yo, you sure he's cool? Because I hear a lot of crazy. He's like, nah, them niggas are cool. They come here all the time. Yo, he just want to meet you. So I met Cap, and he was mad cool. Yo, I was shocked. And then we just became cool, you know, smoked some weed. And then we had a black book. I forgot whose black book it was. And uh, he was doing throw-ups. And then he just, like, did a throw-up. And he's like, yo, why don't you do one like this? And I was like, whoa, that's cool. I had a different one. And the one who showed me, the old the circles inside was just more bigger. So it was like called like kind of the MPC style. And I just took it and I ran with it. I liked it. It was cool. It had a good flow. And, and I just kept, I started doing that one and smash. I kept smashing the twos and fives with it. 
and the fours and I went on to the ones and all these other lines. Before you know it, I was hitting all city with that shit. And I got down with MPC and then what was crazy was they had so much beef, like so many niggas hated them. So I started getting my pieces crossed out. I started getting my shit ragged. I was like, damn, this shit's getting out of hand. Like MPC was really hated, man, back then. It was like, you know, it was like them against everybody. It was true, but you know, I was down and I was trying to be, you know, you know, repping for them too, but it was too much. I would run into other dudes, black and Puerto Rican dudes, and they would tell me, why are you repping them white boys? And I'm like, because if you understand, PC had Spanish dudes in it too. You know, like Dos and Flint was, they Cuban, you know, like dudes in it are Spanish. They're not racist crew. They were never a racist crew, but people thought they were, but they weren't really a racist crew. But I, I, I said, I'm not fucking with this no more. And then what happened was when I was, uh, I was, uh, I was in the four layup, right? On Kingsbridge and I'm bombing. I did like about 10 throw-ups. And then I hit me in the park it's called St. James Park. If you look down, there's a park there between Kingsbridge and Fordham Road in Jerome. So I hit somebody, yo, yo, what you writing? I look down, I see like a few dudes and I see two, three dudes I recognize, which was Swan and Booza and this dude D from Wild, from, he was a DTFB. It was a crew called the Fordham Boys. Um, so I'm looking down, I see a tall dude. I knew TK, I knew who he was already. I see a tall dude and TK. And then TK's like, yo, Cope, what's up? Yo, I want to talk to you, man. Meet me at the station. I'm like, I looked up at TK, you know, the nigga was a legend. He was already burning the lines. So I'm like, oh, I always would see TK, but I never say anything. That nigga looked scary back then. So I just like, all right, let me go to the train station, see what he wants. So I get at the train station. And and Swan is running to me and Booze is like, yo, Cole, break out. I'm like, what the fuck? Break out for what? Like, what's going on? Then you know, I see Tiki coming with a bat and he swung that shit to my head. And I weaved it. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> that shit hit like the, the pole in the station. And I said, yo, what the fuck's going on? And he was like, yo, get the, don't fucking come in the ghost yard because I doubt we'll go in the ghost yard and do throw ups. I would bomb it and break out. But Tiki ran the ghost yard. If he caught you in there, niggas know. He caught you in there, that was it. He took your clothes, your money, your sneakers. I heard he tried to throw niggas in the river. He was like ill. He was ill. Him and all his boys back then. And um, so I was like, yo, this shit is serious. I got Tika trying to crack my head with a bat. Like, this is like little dude, you know? I was like, I would have fought, but I was just too small back then. And he was crazy, you know? He looked like one of them warrior niggas from the Warriors, you know? with the bandana on his head, and it was, Tika always was bugged out. So then I just told Cap, I said, yo, I'm done with this NPC shit. I'm getting my pieces ragged. It's getting out of hand. And he was like, oh, well, I told him, Tika told me, tell you to stay. Because Tika was like, yeah, tell your boy Cap. I'll catch him in the ghost yard, crack his fucking head, too. I was like, all right, man, all good. I broke out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Okay. I'm going to go to Fashion Motor this weekend. TK will be there, and we're going to fight. And I'm like, nah, man, just leave that shit alone. Because then if, if he fights, let's say he beats TK, I got to turn around and run into TK again, and he'll probably fuck me up. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, no, <laughs> man. just leave it alone. Like, this shit is too out of hand. Like, But Cap, they fought, and then I heard they squashed it. They smoked some dust, and that was it. And Cap was like... Yeah, he called me and said, yo, I fought, I fought T-Kid and Squash. There's no problem. I said, oh, really? Yeah. So, yo, for months, I would hide if I saw T-Kid. I, I wasn't going to take no chance back then. But 
it was all peace after a while. <laughs> Yo, so back then it was fucking rough, right? Like, it, if you get caught in a yard, like, you can't go nowhere because if it's somebody's yard, they already know where you're going to go to try oh, to get man, away. So you're funny, done. Man. Yeah, you have to be cool. Any yard you go in, you have to be cool, man. It wasn't... It wasn't no joke, man. You know, I try to stay out the Brooklyn yards, too, because, you know, dudes were ill, too, from Brooklyn, you know, Queens. Writers were, yo, man, dudes were no joke. You get stabbed up, whatever, your head cracked. You know, start about the one layups, 145th. You had the ball bosses in there trying to, trying to <laughs> fucking kill everybody that went inside that tunnel layup. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, man. So when did you start feeling like um you was making an impact and getting the respect then? Because you saying when all this happened, you were still coming up and you was getting your shit ragged already. Well, so like at what point did you... Go ahead, my bad. At what point... Uh, my bad. At what point did you feel like you was getting, like, you know, your respect that you needed to get? Um, When I took King of the Fours and, you know, rolling with Cone and then I started going to the bench and I met Case 2... And Case 2, bro, that guy, yo, when he, you was cool with him, ain't nobody fucking with you. Rest his soul, that dude's like my mentor, my idol, and, you know, he kind of, like, let niggas know, because you couldn't go to the bench either. You get fucked up, you go to the bench, and you don't know nobody. You get him wrong. Man, niggas got robbed there, got beat down. Yo, so many stories. Somebody needs to make a book of all this shit. Like, niggas got stories, like... Dudes got beat down, like, so, like, just ill shit, fair fights there. I've, I've seen it all, I've heard it all, and I was there. And But case two, man, when I would go to the bench, that was it. You know, I can go to any time and nobody would fuck with me because of case two. And that's how that was. And I was cool, man, after a while. I just did my pieces, and before you know it, the trains died and came 88, 89. And, you know, I think the Brooklyn lines were left, like the C's, the M's, the J's. So I started smashing those really quick before, you know, they all started getting scrapped up, turned red, burgundy, and then they started getting thrown in the scrapyard. And before you know it, all digital trains came out. And here came the late 80s, early 90s, and there was street bombing. And we started street bombing. And, and I got to tell you, man, you've been around too, man. You can't front. You've been around a long time, man. I remember having throw-ups in 93, 94, and you would do throw-ups on top of me. And it was cool. I didn't stress it. But at the time, I was uh, this little prick. You know who I'm talking about. I don't want to mention his name. He, I don't know how to be for you, I think. Or, and, and he just hated you. So he was trying to manipulate me not to fucking to go over you. And I was like, nah, he didn't go over me. He just nipped me. Like, what's the big deal? He just hated you like back then. And I don't know what the hell was the big deal. But fuck him anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I remember um 93, bro. 93 was a real crazy year because you and Per did fillings everywhere. Yeah, we smashed. We did all city, bro. We did back then it's crazy cuz nobody was really bombing like that. The only ones who bombed hard was like let's say Jaws and Easy, but they were bombed already in the late 80s. They killed the streets, bro. Like gates everywhere. Jaws and Easy were like the real fucking street all city kings they just fucking destroyed it and josh five you know and gassed and before them you had little man you had mosta you had uh most msk the original msk you had a rise you had crisis you know dudes were street bombing you know and but nobody did it like easy and jobs these fucking dudes man they just fucking destroyed everything and tagged everywhere, you know and um 
game. I just wanted to do throw up small, you know. And back then I was puffing a lot of weed, smoking, drinking 40. So you could bomb, you do throw ups in front of everybody, you didn't care. So to get those fresh open spots, you have to just be like, fuck it, just do it. And back then the cops didn't care. They would just drive by or they pop out a taxi cab, take your spray can, smack you in the head, and get the fuck out of there. And then that's it, it would break out. You know, yeah, yeah, you I, I, for street bomb, but now street bombing, that shit's insane, bro. Dude, a boom. Like, every day there's a new writer. It's just like, it's just crazy. So when you was, when you was going all city in, in 93 and killing shit everywhere and you was like on, on your shit, um, what, what, what? What what you think feels better the the train shit or the street bombing? What 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 was better to you? What was well, what was what you like? Nothing better like the trains because you did the trains and your shit just roll through all the boroughs, you know. Your shit either got dissed or buffed, but sometimes it stood up for a while. Unlike um, streets, your shit is on a standstill. It just stays there. Anyone could just go over you. Then you got to go back and fix it. But uh, ain't nothing like the trains, man, back then. You know, nothing, nothing ever like it, man. I was blessed to uh, actually live that time and do panel pieces and throw-ups and top-to-bottoms and bomb insides. And it was just another whole world, man. You know, and I was pretty blessed to live that shit, man. Let me tell you. I lay in my bed sometimes and I think about the raids and all the time just chilling in the foyer and everything, man. Just... Yeah, man, that's dope, man. Like I said, I, I I missed the train era. I never went to a train yard or nothing like that. I wish I could have experienced that shit because that's what got me into graffiti. Same as you, you know, riding the train with my mom, going to the pool and going to the beach and yeah. going to Coney Island and seeing all these writers and shit. You know, Ghost, Ghost, I seen um, Roach, um, drawing the roaches everywhere. Yeah, that guy, um, he, got a, a lot of he got a fast. He got a fast on it. I was bugging. I said, the fuck is drawing roaches everywhere? That shit's crazy. But then I heard he caught up <laughs> so, in some shit and did a bid. Did some time, came out. I heard he passed away, but he was a dope bomber, you know? Yeah, yeah. So so now it's 93, you're killing shit. Who did, who did you see um, killing shit at the time also? Did you see other people killing man, shit? there was a lot of dudes that started to come up too. Like, man, it's kind of tough, you know? You had you guys doing shit. Um, I remember uh, this guy, Sense, he was bombing. He started doing Sense, G-Stack. Um, you know, you had who was going. Sense was going on City. That kid at that time, he and he had fucked, what, he got five letters? He was doing throw-ups like in the killer spots. He was really catching it. You know, he was bombing hard. Um, Jay always, you got to give Jay, Jay his props. You know, regardless, Jay is like, to me, graffiti. You know, the dude yes. is just fucking unbelievable bomber. He's just been nonstop. Today, he's still doing high. It's just crazy, man. The guy, you know, we had war back then, too, in the early 80s. It spilled onto the trains and to the into the streets. And then we squashed it, you know, and that was that. We did a few bombs together. You know, and then you had a you had a lot of riders coming out, you know. YKK crew, Scuff, Cas Five at that time in the early nineties, you know, KGB, you know, Near, rest his soul, you know, that's my brother, man. You know, I know Near since he was a little dude, man, and and he always idolized me, man. He used to I lived a few blocks from him, you know. I was on Mount Eden, he was on one seven oh and he would come through the block with all his little KGB homeboys. We would bomb black books while I'm selling crack outside. 
And yo, man, Nia was, I seen him grow, man. I seen him grow and he became something big, man. Before you know it, he was bombing, beating people up, knocking them out. And people don't understand, a lot of the dudes he fought was for me, you know, because I had beef with them. And he was down with KD and I was down with, with KGB. So at the time, he was running into these dudes in the Ville, you know. I would just be doing other shit, but he would run into them and he would beat them up. And then he'd be calling me, yo, I caught this guy tonight. And I did that. I was like, oh, shit, good looking, bro. You know, and he was just fucking everybody up he ran into, man, you know. Nia was, uh, you know, he was a giant, man. Bless, bless his heart and his soul, and that always be my brother. And I was, I will always rep KGB for him, man. No matter what, you know. I yeah yeah. So um, then so now it's so now you're you're, you're killing shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. Boom, you you get into wars with people. You you know what I'm saying? And and then you become like the most one of the most hated. Why why you think why you think so many people like hate you so much? Well, that was more like uh, when my video came out. It was more like towards the late of the late nineties, you know, like because I was doing burnings in the streets everywhere, you know, in the Bronx. I had walls everywhere, you know. You had more crews coming up. You had BTC crew. My little man Spec, my little brother came up. He started killing shit with the BTC crew and Since and and G and and Noke at the time. They were just bombing everything and and Since, you know, Spec was just killing shit, you know, Spec. Uh, the thing was, was, was kind of amazing was he had so many throw-ups and so many different styles, backwards. I never seen that shit, like, really, honestly. He really, like, mastered throw-ups, and it was bugged out. He did his name backwards, different styles, and he got so hated by all the dudes that were coming up around his time. He was fighting everybody, beating up everybody. I went to a few of his fights, you know, and... I seen him like fuck dudes up. Like he was a little slim dude, but he was fucking dudes up. Like it was ill. And he just, he got hated so bad to a point where, man, he had to fight everywhere he went. You know, it was like, um, but he, 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 you know, it's sad. He, he, he went and came so fast, but he made an impact, you know, like he's a true legend. And one kid that just, man, he, he just destroyed shit so fast. And he was phenomenal with his throw ups. Cause I, I never did backwards throw-ups. I probably do one or two styles, and that's it. This nigga mastered, like, probably five to ten different throw-up styles. It was ill. I was like, oh, shit. Because his shit would ride on trucks, so I would see his rooftops, and I didn't even really know it was him. I thought it was a new writer until I read the BTC, and I, oh, shit, I fucking spec. He did a new throw-up, different style. It's like, wow, this nigga's really smashing shit. He really looked a graffiti writer, man. But, yeah, it wasn't until, like, um... When my video came out, Kings Destroy, and, and, and that sold out worldwide, you know, and um, my house got raided by the Vanity Squad, and the Vanity Squad came in, and they arrested me, whatever, you know, before you know it, you know, it's just like, from there, I started to get uh, a lot of, like, big projects, you know, with, like, uh, what was it, uh, Converse and Adidas, and um, I started flying overseas, you know, and... Um, it was ill. Like, wow, I'm flying overseas for graffiti. This shit is ill. So I started going to Germany and Paris and Italy and London. And before you know, I was traveling the whole fucking world off of graffiti. Like, no, not too many people do that. But the people before me that was doing it already, like, you know, dudes like Steen, Futura, Dondi, you know, these are dudes uh, that they already were doing, like, shows and graffiti and galleries overseas already, you know? 
Crash, Days, you know, Remo Z, you know, John One. He was already just doing shit all over the world, already on canvas and doing gallery. But I was more still like a graffiti purist. I was a bomber. So people didn't see it coming. It was like, damn, this nigga's a hardcore bomber. How the fuck he's now traveling the world and then doing sneakers and fucking videos and oh you know what? I was doing so many things and oh Dudes that I thought they were my boys were really hating on me. You know, you could tell when a dude's hating on you when you go to chill with them and they they come at you with some slick questions and sometimes they talk, start trying to ignore you or they're funny. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, and, and what it is? It, it's human nature, man. You can't do nothing about it. You know, it's human nature, and that's the way it is. You know, people. In reality, if no one likes you, they're gonna say whatever they want to try to fucking destroy your name and do whatever they can to ruin what you worked for. You know, that's how they've been calling me a snitch for how long? Okay, where's the paperwork? Let's see it. I wanna see real solid, not no bullshit black line. Like, I swear to this day, if someone has proof, I'll give you 20 cash on my mother's soul. I wanna see this shit. The only niggas out there that are saying that shit are dudes who are just straight up fucking jealous, period. That's it. And it's the truth, man. It's like anything, like rappers and people always hate on another artist and they start talking shit. Before you know it, you got memes on Instagram. You got a bunch of fucking idiots talking shit and hating. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just, but what can you do? It's human nature. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's like so. The bigger the bigger you got, the more the more you got hated. And the by... thing was, what it was, yeah, exactly. But social media kind of played a big uh, part in it in the sense that when it first came on, I was getting attacked a little. And instead of me just shutting up and ignoring these motherfuckers, I start arguing back with them. Before you know it, I'm arguing with like a hundred dudes calling me, you know, a bunch of. <laughs> Fucking lot, like fucking shit. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. You can't, you cannot, and like, you can't fight him. It's not gonna happen, you know. No, Kes Five didn't drop paperwork. He never did. All right, Kes Five never dropped paperwork. Whoever said nobody, nobody got no paperwork on me. They never will. I could promise you that. Okay, that shit that Utah need to put up on on their site is all black lines, blurred out lines. And they need to honor the truth, all right? Because we caught them. Me and my ex at the time caught them on 14th Street, okay? Utah got punched in her face, and Ethan didn't want to fight. You know, I'm like 250 pounds. My man's 100 pounds, and he was copping a plea. Yo, Coke, chill. We'll take your name down. I had two cases at the time open for graffiti because of someone else. They found their shit. You know, my shit in their fucking, in their emails, okay? And people know, man. I've done mad trains with people and no one never get arrested on my watch ever. They know, they know, they just, just need to stop being a hater and be real and just honor, honor, honor the truth, man. And that's it. It's so simple. It's so simple, you know, and it's just the way it is, man. You know, people, it's like this, the people who just don't like you are going to call you that. They're going to call you names. They're going to fucking, Draw you on walls, they're gonna fucking draw you on paper, and they're gonna keep creating lies and try to act like they're a fucking credit union, and it's just ridiculous. Like, what are you trying to prove, my man? Fucking you cannot do, you cannot, no matter what you say, you cannot destroy anybody's name, character, 
image or legacy with lies. It's never going to happen, no matter what you try. You know why? Because real people, they see right through that shit. They see right through it. And they're going to say, yo, this nigga's just wasting his time. You know, you got these dudes out there still trying to ruin me. Bunch of fucking Billie Eilish fans. They be bugging, man. I be like really tripping on it. Like, yo, it's crazy, man. I just laugh because whatever, man. You can't stop me. You can't destroy me. I'm getting bigger and bigger. I'm not, I don't mean to brag, but it's true. You know, you also have to kill them with success. Kill them with success, man. I got shows coming out the next two, three years worldwide. I got three books coming out. I got more toys coming out. What the fuck you gonna do? Keep drawing me on walls and talking shit and calling me this and calling me that? You're wasting your time, man. Go get married. Go have children, man. Do something in life, man. You know, it's just pathetic. I got grandchildren already. I'm blessed for that shit, man. You know, but these dudes that just stay home on their computer hating on talking mad shit. Just hating, hating. How do you do that? Like, how do you stay on your fucking computer all day thinking what to do to try to, like, just hate on a dude? It's just it's pathetic, man. You know, there's so much other things in life that you could be doing than talking shit. Mad love to my brother Gels KD. Grand KD. You know, for repping hard. Always KD worldwide, man. KD in Denver, KD in Puerto Rico. We're going to come hard, man. Just give it time. I'm working on Kings of Detroit Part 2. And I'm doing a lot of shit, man. So all you haters out there that want to yip, yap, and cry and whine all the time, just give it up, bro. If you want, yo, I'll meet you, give you a hug. We can start shit, you know, talk, pain. I don't care, man. But you cannot... You're not going to destroy me, man. It's never going to happen because, yo, I'm the truth, period. I don't care. I'm the truth. There's no part there will be. You know, people get their hurt, their feelings hurt. You know what it is? I think it is a few of these guys I've have still beef with. I must have punked them. I know it because I know a few of them I punked. I probably went to the job, punked them. They ran out the back. <laughs> like, I've seen niggas run. I've been in gallery shows that I beef with niggas back in, like, maybe, like, in the 2000s. I see them running out the show. And I'm like, yo, where this dude go? Oh, he broke out. He heard he was coming. For what? Like, yo. And that was back then, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of those dudes, they, they have already a grudge on me. So they're older now. They're bigger now. And they I'm still unstoppable and still killing it. So now they want to go talk shit about me. You know? Yeah, fuck Hope. He's a snitch. He said my name on Instagram and this and that. Oh, my God. Please give it a break, man. Like... It's just, I don't believe it. And, you know, if I have a problem and I, I did something wrong, I apologize to you. I'm a grown man like that. Doesn't mean I'm a pussy or I'm a bitch. I'm a real man like that. If I'm wrong, because a lot of dudes, I came out wrong at them, I apologize because, yo, I'm like that. You know what I'm saying? No, I apologize to you. But man, just let shit go. They're like scoring beaches, bro. It's fucking insane. I'll be looking at when niggas post shit about me and I see them in there cheerleading. That's another shit. Niggas be cheerleading. It's insane. It's insane. And niggas be grown men over 50 years old and they're on their cheerleading. Like, I don't get that shit. I just don't get it. Like, yo, you want to cheerlead? Go fucking try out cheerleading for a fucking basketball team or something, man. But it's just too much, man. What are you going to do?
What you got? But anyway, and on on the the successful side of it, um, you've been to a lot of countries painting. Which one is your favorite country to go paint at? I don't know. I like I like France, man. France is more open because you know you can paint there. Um, you know I got swell. My money comes mostly France, and you know it's more open with galleries, streets. You know everywhere in Europe, pretty much, man. But Italy, you know. I love that because I got people everywhere. They give me mad love. And, and let me tell you, I got people everywhere. They always tell me, yo, forget them people. I mean, sometimes us, we're knuckleheads. You know, you could be having a good day and then somebody will come and write some stupid shit on Instagram to you and you're just like, it's annoying. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, give it a break. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with these people? They just don't quit. They don't quit. Like, yo, man, like, I don't want, I don't want problems and I don't I don't want problems with nobody. I just want to live my life. Yo, life is short. Look at DMX, man. What happened to DMX right now? You know, it's sad, man. You know, I, I pray that he makes it. Yo, right. one day you're here, the next day you're gone, and you're going to waste your time on a fucking damn social media trashing some nigga that, in reality, you probably re look up to them. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these dudes I was cool with, we were like teams, we were fam, and... A lot of these guys, I don't know, man. Hey, I'm dysfunctional nigga, too. I, I say fucked up shit, too, but that's because I'm just brought up that way. My father, my moms, they got my loud, loud mouths, and they run off the mouth, and they go crazy, man. But what can you do, man? You know, it's just, it's in our bloodline. We always fucking talk shit, fight, whatever. Who cares? But I'm too old for that shit. I'm making too much money traveling the world. I got so many projects in the works right now. It doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't make sense. But I always like to do throw-ups and trains here and there. It's in the blood, man. It's a fucking ritual. Shout out to my brother Jazz Quest. K-D-G-O-D. Word up. Yeah, I saw the I saw the um the Coke toy. Yeah, that's a fucking mean little fuck, right? He looked funny, bro. That was fire. Yo, let me tell you, man. Yeah, you know what? I'm telling you, that little. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start chase. I'm gonna start having them chase niggas like Chucky. I'm gonna try to make them come alive and have you know, just try to go at niggas and shit. Chase niggas, man, because it's crazy, man. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, man. I got more toys coming, man. They're working on it right now, and uh, that one's almost sold out. And uh, it's funny, man. It's kind of cool to have a toy, you know. Like I've did little toys, but that was pretty cool, and and. It's dope, man. I'm blessed, man. God is the greatest, let me tell you. And that's another thing, man. I'm the truth by God, man. God has created me. I'm his artist, man. I don't care what nobody said. I've traveled the world. I get on those planes, and I'm not even scared if it crashes or not. I don't even give a shit. Because God is the greatest, man. You know, he's he's the greatest in life and death. And that I believe. So, he's taking me this far, brother. He's taking me this far, and he's got things in the work for me, and and it's just phenomenal, man. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty blessed, man. Let me, let me fucking tell you. At my age, I got grand, beautiful grandchildren. That's like dope, man. You know? Word. Out of all the projects you've done, um, what's your favorite one? What's your favorite one that you've been a part of? Damn, man, it's tough. I liked the Adidas one when I did the Adidas back in was it 2006? And yeah, man, because they flew me to like London. It was Adidas Foot Locker collaboration. And man, he did so many pieces, like different sneaker styles, uh, sweat hoods, fucking jackets, yo, so much. I got all that shit put away, you know, like 
boxes of that shit put away. Bring that shit out 20 years, 30 years from now when I'm dead and gone. All my grandkids and kids could have it and sell it, whatever. You know, that's what I do too. I save a lot of my artwork. I buy artwork from a lot of artists. So that way later on, 20, 30 years from now, they can sell it. You know, that's 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 all. And it's a business. This art shit's a real business. And I don't know, the Adidas was dope. The time thing I did was dope too. I did something with time. They had me paint like a big awning. I have to do like three of them. We did it at uh, Five Point at the time. Mears was helping me. Mears is another good dude, another genuine guy. He helped me on that project. And all the other guys who bombed it up, that was fresh, man. That was a, that, it, you know, in reality, man, I like all the projects, man. Everything. Even if you don't get paid much or whatever, it's about the, the just the journey, man. In reality, that's what this shit is. Journey, man. It's about the journey. Journey in life, man, and um, I'm just still building my legacy. When you're dead and gone, bro, that's what's behind is your legacy, man. You know, so all these people still out there trying to trash me and disrespect me, and yo, you're wasting your time, my man. I'm telling you the truth. You know, you know where I'm at. We could meet. You want to fight? We could fight. I don't care. I don't give a shit. You know, they try to roll out in Miami. You know what I'm saying? They try to roll and surround me. I'm trying to fight one dude, the other guy sucker punches me, and I'm like, this shit is crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's life, but whatever, man, it happens, you know? It is it's just part of the game, and, but yo, man, you know, people I got problems with, you want to, you know where to contact me, we can make peace and be cool, we don't got to be lovers and make love, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's just wasting your time trying to destroy me is what I'm trying to say, because you can't destroy something that's pure and real, man. I'm not perfect. I'm a dysfunctional motherfucker. Trust me. I'm, I'm just fucked up. I, I do fuck the shit. But all that shit you're calling me, and it's, it's not true, man. You're wasting your time because there's so many... Dude, so much shit that's going to happen and come. It's, they're gonna, they just might as well give up, man. They might as well give up because you can't stop. You can't destroy anybody, not just me. You can't destroy nobody's name. Or legacy with lies. It'll never work. It'll never happen. Yeah, I seen you. I seen you do a lot of collaborations with a lot of big artists and stuff like that, bro. Yeah. Like, um, did yes, a bunch of them. Did you ever meet Banksy? Yeah, I met Banksy, man. It was funny. I met Banksy in two thousand five in London, and I was out there. I went with PJ, and uh, you know he treated me to go out there because he had he you know PJ was always doing bids, and I was always there for him. You know, so he, when he came out, he wanted to treat me to London. He said, Scene was having a show at the time, a solo exhibition. So we went out to London and um, we went to Scene's show. We was all hanging out. And next thing you know, uh, Scene's like, oh, man, my, 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 my boy uh, Banksy wants to treat us to some beers and some, uh, some uh, cigars tonight in the pub. I was like, I didn't even know who the hell was Banksy. I'm like, fuck is Banksy? <laughs> I wasn't into street art, so I didn't know who he was. I just, all right, whatever, we'll meet him. But I was with this dude Pulse from there. He's a hardcore writer from London. He didn't like him. He's like, nah, fuck that dude. He's a phony. He's a fucking stencil artist. I'm like, yo, who cares, man? Let's just go chill, smoke cigars, and, and fucking, um, you know, have some fun. Just chill out. Have some beers. So we go there. You know, we're chilling. He had a box of Cohibas. He gave us to start smoking. And they're just talking. And he's, yo, the dude was cool, man. He was just like giving me my props, telling me how he likes my throw-ups, one of his favorites, mine and scene, 
And I was like, cool and shit. But he does it right. He does more different like art now, like kind of a street art thing. So we was taking pictures and I said, yo, let's take a pic. And he's like, no, no, I don't take pictures. And then see like Cope, he don't take pictures, pal. He doesn't do that. I'm like, oh, all right. And you know, he was cool. He's like, yo, no disrespect. I love take pictures. I just you'll understand later. So I was like, all right, cool, no problem. I didn't I didn't get upset about it. I just said, fuck, you know. But he took a picture of me seeing and PJ with the Cohibas. I have that picture. I'm going to post it. Banksy took that picture. So then he wanted to go to his studio and do a collaboration with me and scene. And PJ, like, do throw-ups. We do throw-ups, and he'll do his shit on it. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. That'd be cool, whatever. And scene's telling me, yo, let's go. This would be good. Like, this would be fun. But uh, Post was hating on him. Post was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going there. Fuck that dude. And I'm telling Post, yo, chill. in his studio. He's like, so I'm a type of dude, if I came with you, I leave with you. You know, so I came with Post there, so I left with Post. Post was like, nah, let's go do some real graph. Let's go bomb. So I was like, all right. So I told Banksy, yo, my bad. So scene went with him, and me, PJ, and Post left. So whatever, that happened, and I uh, went back to New York. And uh, before you know it, people start asking, yo, how was your trip in London? Who you meet? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I did this. I did a wall. Did I said, I don't mess some writer Banksy. And then people like bug out when I said his name. It's like, what the fuck's the big deal? What the fuck is this dude? <laughs> I looked behind <laughs> and I started to see him like, oh shit. Like he was big. Like he was really a big dude. Like in the in the in the street art world. It's a different world from graffiti. That's what people don't understand. It's totally two different worlds. So he was trying to collaborate with me at the time. Now I regret the shit, because I would have had a dope. Banksy and Co-Piece out there, because Scene has one out there. You know, if you Google Banksy and Scene, you'll see it. You know, it's like uh, those, like, the London police and the Scene piece wrapped around it. They did that that night, so. But hopefully wow. we're going to collaborate with him uh, some other time, you know. But he was a cool dude, and and I was like, damn. But, you know, I collab with a lot of dope artists. Mr. Brainwash, Shepard Ferry, one of my favorite artists, Shepard Ferry. One of the most genuine guys in the world, man. Who was your favorite one to do, the, the your favorite collab you did? Damn, that's, I don't know. I liked it, the one with Shepard Ferry, man. Because oh, not only that, he, the dude is so cool. You know, and that came, it was big. You know, it was like almost two of the best, best of both worlds, street art and graffiti combined a wall. And then it was crazy. He loved it so much. Martha Cooper took pictures of it, and he did a print. He said, yo, we're going to do a print out of it. I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't know how fast Shepard Ferry could sell 350 prints in like five minutes. That was insane. <laughs> insane. So I, I really never looked into it like that. Before you know it, they did the print. I, went to, I was in L.A. I went to the... To a big, what's that, I think it was called Art in the Streets. It was a big, big, in the museum, a big show. I went over there, I found the prints, and uh, yo, put them shits up. They were gone in five minutes. I was in shock. Get the fuck out of here. That shit is crazy. <laughs> I still got my, my copies, you know, I put them away. But, you know, I did a collaboration with Retina, with Okuda, you know, uh, Penny Sharp. I did a dope wall with Penny Sharp. Some haters over it, whatever. You know, I've done a lot of cool collaborations, man, with some dope artists. It's always dope to collaborate with different artists, you know. It's really cool to do that because it gives people, you know, something different to look at, you know. It's always good to look at different shit, man. 
Yeah, and from the beginning, from the beginning of the interview, you've been dropping mad names. Yo, taking over 50 states, man. And Neo, you gotta watch out. Yo, much respect to Savs and Neos. Them niggas did like some serious shit, man. I I, I never would think someone go to doing bomb fifty states. That's like insane, bro. <laughs> Five photos, <laughs> but not fifty states, man. Yo, that's what crew, Kings Destroy Worldwide, and I can't wait till the COVID shit go down, man. I want to go back overseas. I got dudes waiting for me, man, to do trains. I'm gonna do some whole car top to bottoms. Yo, I'm going to fucking just keep smashing, bro, to my last breath. That's how it goes, man. You got to do something. Right. Oh, nice spot somewhere, man. Yeah, there's always a spot somewhere. But you see there's people killing trains right now, too. They're, like, they're doing whole shit on trains real that quick. Like crazy. It's cool, man, but it's like it doesn't go nowhere. You know, it's just like it goes straight to the place. It gets buffed, so you only really get to film it, you know. When it's, you know, it's cool. It's the feeling, the energy. And what it is, a lot of Europeans, like when I go to Europe, a lot of them tell me their dream is to come to New York and do a fucking New York subway car. Can you believe that shit? They're like, oh, it's my dream. I'm going over there next month. Oh, then he starts asking me all these spots. I'm like, I can't do that. Man, I got to just tell you spots where to go. And then if you get caught, oh, Cope told me, oh, see, Cope snitched on you. I told you. <laughs> I don't tell nobody, man. Just like go find out and do your own thing. But yo, it's crazy, man. The trains. I wish the trains came back. Oh, I'll be out there smashing it, man. Big time. Rest in peace, my brother Nick, 707 OTB, man. I miss that dude, man. His new book is out. You guys got to get it. Man, yo, I miss that dude, man. He was just an awesome dude, man. Nick 707 OTB, the boss. That was his crew, man. Yo, do you have a do you have a top a top ten favorite writers of all time? Give me give me somebody who, who like who who's Damn, your top favorite? Hard, top Damn, definitely Common and Blade. I put them in one because they were together. Common and Blade, Case Two, Phase Two, Band Two, Peanut Two. Um, damn, it's kind of tough, bro. P Kid. You know, I come from the old old train dude days, so it's like mostly the old train riders. Mitch seventy seven, that nigga's like my idol, bro. That's like he's like Superman to me when I was a kid. To see a Mitch seventy seven train go by was fucking insane. You know, Dez always loved Dez pieces. You know, it's just so many dope riders. It's hard to say top ten, man. But those are probably mostly the top 10 writers from the old train era, man. Definitely, definitely. And Lee, Lee was one of my favorites. Dondi, they all were dope, man. It's just hard to say which ones, man. I like them all. They were all dope. Kit 17, Mark 198, the MG boys. You know, I looked up to them dudes, too, when I was a kid. Then had Mishula Parkway locked down, man, you know. And, and those dudes were dope. They they still dope, you know. Kid Seventeen still rocking, you know. Those dudes were back then. Bantu TB, you know. Knock one six seven. It's just so many writers, man. It's hard to 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 really to really say, you know. What about when it was um just streets after the trains? Who do you have like top ten um street bombers? Well, definitely, I liked what JA definitely was one of them. JA MQ, you bombed hard. You know, so many, it's just, 
Man, so many people bombed. It's just uh, Jaws easy. Um, they started smashing really hard. You know, from the streets, it's it's kind of it's kind of tough to say because there's so many writers that were bombing. But really, it was just in that kind of Vifa. Vifa, another one that one of my favorites. Vifa always had like a throw up in the weirdest spot. You know, you can drive so far and you'll see a Vifa throw up. I was like, oh, still happening over here, like. Vifa was one of my favorite street bombers too. You know, it's a lot of guys, man. Just graffiti, such an amazing, amazing like art form. I just wish dudes would get more like stop hating so much and beefing. Get more, get more, give a little more respect. Be cool, man. This shit is just corny, man. We're getting this shit together. You know, if you're not fitting a dude, forget it. Just don't fuck with him. But you know, graffiti's just like it's just the most phenomenal art form in the world to me. You know, it's just so exciting, the energy from it, you know, the the power you get, like, the colors, everything, man. It's just Louis 1672 was a bomber, you know. That's another genuine dude, man. Louis 167 was one of my favorites, man. Yeah, Louis, definitely. What about throwies? Who you got, like, who you think got the dope throwies? From trains and streets? Nah, from streets. Damn, streets. That's tough, man. Streets, streets, throwies, throwies. What, now or back then? Back then? In the, in the 90s. In the 90s. You had a nice throw up. I'm not going to front. Um, Scuff had a, I always liked Scuff's throw up. Scuff always had a nice throw up. I always liked Scuff's throw up. Yeah, Vifa had a nice throw up back then. Ghost always had a dope throw up. Jay always had a nice throw up. MQ, Near. You know, it's just so many dudes, man. It's kind of tough to say, but um, so many writers, man. You know, it's just hard to to point them all out. You know, yeah, you have old writers like Tabe. Tabe TFT killed shit too, man. He took King of the Bronx at one time. I remember we was almost kind of battling and shit. We even got into a fight, but you know, he's a really good dude. He's a genuine dude, and um. It's just so many writers. Tyke TFO. Yep, you got to give Tyke his props. TFO crew, Just, Rise, all of them, man. You know, it's just, man, millions of them. It's hard. It's hard to, to say everyone, but I try, you know, I try to give props. And there's so much you can say in a little short period of time. What do you think about graffiti now? Like, what the, the, like the shit that's happening now? Like, you know? It's insane. Do you, do you look it's insane. It's, uh, well, the COVID thing really got people, um, out the COVID, it's what made all these writers come out of nowhere and just start smashing shit. They were just smashing shit everywhere. It's like, there's a new writer every, every day. Like, it's just insane. They're just everywhere. And then dudes are smashing shit, man. I mean, Really hit it hard. It's but there's no fucking room, Harley. But um, the thing with graffiti, it's like a sport. You know, let's see who's who's gonna have the longevity in it. You know, who's really gonna? All right, you could bomb one season, two seasons. You know, and I, that's another thing. I'm tired of these dudes that they probably bombed in the '90s, right? A little bit, disappeared for 10, 15 years. Now they come around. They threw. They do one throw up a year, and they calling themselves a legend. A bronze legend, <laughs> or whatever fucking legend. Get the fuck out of here! And most of the people like for a year. And, and come on, man. Like, where's the time you put? Let's see some time you put, man. You know, like dudes just are crazy, man. It's just 
I don't know, man. Whatever. If you want to call yourself a legend, you do a throw once a year after 20 years. Whatever. <laughs> if it makes you happy, fine, man. But some dudes are just fucking bug me out with that shit, man. Yeah, um, the internet, um, uh, you know, people take pictures of the same throwy and keep reposting it on the internet, and and they they be like, they just awesome. like, give me a break, man. Much respect to my brother Blend One Six Seven. Yo, man, that's my brother right there. He's been keeping it real for many years, man. My whole KD crew in Italy, you know, Zor, Slob, Sat, man, it's just the Denver chapter. You know, Rex and all them niggas out there, really good dudes, man. Keep dominating, bro. That's what it's about. Keep dominating. Yeah, man. Like the the streets. Thank you. You're one of the biggest names, period, in in the the whole culture of graffiti when it comes to bombing and all other aspects of it. You know, art wise and everything and. You know, we salute your success. Thank you, brother. You know, I appreciate no, that, man. We, I want you all we, to hear that from real dudes like you. Because a lot of dudes, man, they be they be hating, man. They won't say that. Not me. When I see a dude, and, and I, I give them their props, man, no matter who it is. I'm like, yo. Because let me tell you, dude, like, Cause, Cause, he inspired me, too. Like, we inspired Cause, you know, before he got big. And now dudes like Cause are inspiring me. Watching this nigga get so big like that. Like, it's crazy. That dude's a fucking, like, he's a genius, man. It's phenomenal what he's doing. You know, and I watch that, and I'm like, wow. Instead of hating, you can't hate on someone. You got to take their energy and toward, use it towards yours, and that's how you become great as well. You know, that's how all the giants become great. You know, you got to watch people, and, and it's always, that's how you'll get better. So anybody that wants any um cult merchandise, um, what do they do? They hit you up. They you got. I mean, yeah, what cult2.net. I mean, yeah, cult2.com. I think it is. I don't even know my website. I'll run it. But um, you can hit me on the Instagram, Mister Cult Two. You know, and I get shit all the time out. Like one time run, I get shit, but it, they always sell out the same day. You know, it's been crazy, bro. Like I post things and I sell it like in two minutes. I get DMs for stuff. It's really, yo, let me tell you, man, it's phenomenal. God is good, man. It's just like, it's crazy. I, I just sell stuff and just the more things come in, more things. It's kind of overwhelming sometimes. You're like, wow, this is really cool. God is the greatest. And I owe it to God and all the people out there who supported me and been supporting me since day one. You know, thank you for supporting me for this interview. And all my people, they know who they are. I can't say everybody, but you know. My family, my children, everybody. I love everybody, and we just got to keep on going, man. That's the way it goes. Yo, bro, I, I thank you for coming on Graph Champs, bro. I thank you, You're brother. one of the goats. You're one of the goats in the game, you heard? Always. Much respect to everybody that tuned in. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype, man. I'm the truth. You'll see in time, man. You'll see in time, and you'll be like, damn, Cope was a real dude. And let me tell you something. That's what I do this too, man. Because I want niggas, I want niggas' grandkids twenty years from now saying, "Yo, your grandpa, why you hating on Cope for that nigga was a real dude? <laughs> like, why, why are you hating on him for, man? That nigga's one of the realest, greatest graffiti writers of all time. I don't know how you hating on him for what. You know what I'm saying? I want niggas' grandkids to remember me, man. And that's fifty years, hundred years from now, when I'm gone, dead and gone. That's what about too. You know, fuck the legacy. 
know, people remember your ass fucking 50 years, 100 years from now. You know, your grandkids could write books and fucking, dude, I got like bins of pictures, bro. Like so much shit, I can make a thousand books. And that's what it is, man. You're gonna do this shit all these years for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, it's all I have in reality. I ain't working for nobody. It's either selling kilos of cocaine or whatever, or, or get and I'm not doing none of those things. So that's dead. I'll keep, I, I'm good selling the canvases. I'm doing good and the projects. Thank you, brother. Peace to all. Much love and everyone out there. Stay real, humble, and that's it, man. Yo, yo, salute, my brother. Yo, I'm going to hit you up, yo. Thank you again, yo. That was Graph Champs, baby. Thank you, brother. Peace.